When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Dan Lobby from Thursday edition of the Orange Brown Talk podcast. Today it's part two of our Zoom call we did with our Football Insider subscribers. We're going to put this up in three parts. If you missed part one on Wednesday, go check that out in your podcast feeds. Today what we're talking about is ranking Baker Mayfield in the AFC North. Where does he fit among Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Burrow? We get into that. We take some questions from our subscribers who are part of this Zoom call, uh, which was a lot of fun. And I'm going to tell you how you can get involved in stuff like this here in in a minute. But uh, we're putting this up in three parts. Uh, If you missed it, part one was how important is year three for Baker Mayfield? Part three on Friday is going to be a a Q&A and also our predictions. What are we going to say about Baker Mayfield at the end of 2020? Before today, it's ranking Baker in the AFC North. Now, let me tell you about Football Insider. It's our tech subscription service where me, Mary Kay, Scott Patsko, uh, we'll text you with the latest on the Browns, news, analysis, opinion. And the cool thing is, is you can text us right back and we respond to you, not to, you know, thousands of other people. We respond directly to you. It cuts through the clutter of social media. And we send you a newsletter with exclusive content that you either won't see on cleveland.com or you're going to see before anyone else sees it. We also do these fun events. Uh, We've done them virtually here. We did one before the draft. We did this Baker Mayfield thing. And it's a great opportunity uh, to get get involved with those. They're they're a lot of fun. People really seem to enjoy them. So if you want to check it out and see if Football Insider is right for you, you can start your 14-day free trial by going to cleveland.com slash browns, clicking on the box on the right side of the page. After the trial, it's $3.99 per month. If you want to start it with a text, All you have to do is text 216-208-3965 to start that trial. So again, to get started, see if Football Insider is right for you, your 14-day free trial, text 216-208-3965. Now, here's part two of our Football Insider call featuring uh, me, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, Doug Maurice, and Terry Pluto. I guess here's what I would ask each of you then. Where where would you rank right now? And this doesn't mean this is where it's going to be at the end of the season, but right now, where would you rank Baker Mayfield among AFC North quarterbacks? Mary Kay? Well, first of all, I wanted to say really quickly, when I looked over that ESPN list, there were a lot of the, the writers from those cities that picked the quarterback that played for the team that they cover. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you pointed that out because as I was putting that slide together, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and yeah, so there might have been a little bit of uh, 
hey, I have to see this guy in the locker room every day kind of bias there. So uh, <laughs> just everybody keep that in mind. But uh, as, as we go forward here in terms of uh, the AFC North, this is going to be a heck of a quarterback year in the AFC North. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. You have a little bit of everything. I think it's one of the most intriguing quarterback uh, divisions in the whole NFL. And it's tough to pick right now for a number of reasons. We know what Lamar is for the most part. And because of the way that Baltimore runs their offense, I think he'll pretty, pretty much hold up. Uh, and we don't know what bet is going to be this year coming off the surgery. Baker Mayfield, we all, I think we can all assume – uh, that he's going to be way better in this new offense than he was, providing he has time to get it together. And Joe Burrow is going to be in his first year. He's surrounded with a lot of talent. He could come out all guns blazing and be amazing, or he might have some growing pains because he too, like Baker, isn't having an opportunity to work in the offseason. So it's tough to rank these guys, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson, reigning MVP, MVP number one right now. I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger, number two right now, because I've just seen too much of Ben Roethlisberger against the Cleveland Browns and against everybody. And if he's healthy, you know, I just can't really count him out. Uh, so, and because of the year the Baker's coming off of, I have to factor that in a little bit. So I think I'm putting him third. And Joe Burrow, even though he has a lot of good receivers around him and he's got Joe Mixon and he's got a really good head coach, uh, just because he's a rookie, I'm going to make him earn his keep, and I'm going to put him number fourth behind Baker. I, I, it, it's hard to argue with those rankings. To me, it's about uh, – because I'm with you on Joe Burrow. I, I think a lot of people are underrating those Bengals' weapons. I know Greg Cassell told you that uh, in, the, in the podcast that went up earlier this week, and mm -hmm. that was something that I noticed too when I did, um, I did the Bengals versus Browns sort of not preview, but kind of how they stack up together. And I noticed the Bengals have the Bengals have some dudes, especially if AJ Green is healthy. But Joe Burrow's got to prove it at this level. So to me, it's kind of between, you know, Lamar Jackson gets to be that number one because of last season. And then it's between how big Ben comes back for surgery and how Baker fits into this offense. As somebody points out, uh, this is Dan in DC. Lamar Jackson has to be in the right system. You've got to rank him ahead of Mayfield, but he still thinks Lamar Jackson is an injury risk. Um, but I think we could make the same case about Baker, right? That's what we've all been talking about is that the system really fits Baker nicely. Uh, Scott? You know, I'm going to put Ben Roethlisberger at the top. Uh, if we're looking at what we expect from them this year, that's, that's how I guess I'm, I'm looking at this ranking. Uh, I would put him at the top. He said he feels as healthy as he's ever been. Um, if that's the case, he's coming back to a team, obviously, he's played for forever. Um, and, again, the experience factor, I think, is a big thing with him. I would, I'm almost putting Lamar Jackson and Baker in a tie because I don't expect Lamar Jackson to have a repeat of what we saw last year. The odds would tell you that's not going to happen. The guy never had a completion percentage over 60% in college, didn't have it as a rookie, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's up you know, almost 65% last year. Everything was built around him, and he looked great. Um, obviously the offense is going to be the same. It's still going to be built around him, but the rest of the NFL has now has a whole season of tape on that. So I don't expect him to have the same kind of season. At the same time, I think Baker Mayfield for the first time is going to be in an offense that is really going to play to his strengths. And you could almost say that it's built around him. The Browns have said they're quarterback centric. So uh, I think he kind of, they kind of even out a little bit there. And then Burrow, I think is at the bottom because he's a rookie and I'm sure he's going to be great. Uh, I just don't know if he's going to be great as a rookie. 
And, and listen, there's always regression when a guy has a big season. Even Patrick Mahomes had some regression last year statistically. There's always some of that with, with these guys uh, when, when they come off huge years like, like a, a Lamar Jackson just had. Doug, um, do you, Doug, do you have to put Joe Burrow number one? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I don't. Um, even though I've had multiple conversations with Joe Burrow about Matthew Delavadova, I do not have to do that. Um, if you, if you, if the Bengals offered the Browns Joe Burrow for Baker Mayfield straight up right now, I think I'd do. I think I'd take wow. the trade five for the Browns. Now, That's... that is, and I, I think Baker's going to be good. I think Burrow might be really, really good. Um, and I believe in Baker totally. So I just think Joe might be really good. Um, I don't. I just looked this up. Ben Roethlisberger is 52 years old, and he has a <laughs> robot elbow. I don't want anything to do with him. So he's fourth, and I don't care what team he plays for. I know everybody thinks that quarterbacks can play until they're in their mid-40s now because of Tom Brady. Does Ben Roethlisberger have the kind of body or discipline that is going <laughs> to allow him to play until his mid-40s? Well, I'm I'll not so this. sure his – I'll say this. If he's 52, I think he threw about 100 yards per year the last time he was on the field. I'm not so sure his arm is not going to fall off of his body the first time he takes the field this year. So he's fourth. <laughs> Lamar is really right. good. I'd put Lamar one. I'll put Joe Burrow third just because he's a rookie and all the things we said. But I'd put Baker second. I think Baker's going to have a really good year. We could, I think people use like the system stuff with Lamar a lot of times. I mean, every good coach puts a system together to accentuate the strengths of their quarterback. Lamar is unbelievable, and I, and I don't think Lamar is going anywhere. So, um, Lamar, Baker, Burrow, Ben. Yeah, I think you always need to tailor, tailor your system around your quarterback. And Lamar, it, it comes up with Lamar, but he's such a unique player, right? Like, we haven't seen many athletes like that at, at that level. We're looking at guys like, you know, Michael Vick was one of them. I'm, I'm trying to – I mean, who else? Who else has had that sort of ability, that sort of speed? Um, you know, he's just a different type of quarterback. So, um, but, but Baker is sort of a, every quarterback in some way is a little bit of a system, system guy. And they're bringing in a system. They hired a system um, for Baker Mayfield. So Terry, I don't know if Terry is back, if he can hear us. I am, I am here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the dark. Right. He's in the dark with no lights. <laughs> All of West Akron apparently is in the dark. Wow. And I'm on my phone, which hooked it up. This thing is warning me, all kinds of warning about low bandwidth, but I'll give a shot while I can. Um, I hope Doug's right about Ben Roethlisberger because I'm sick of Ben Roethlisberger, you know, beating the Browns and all that. And there is, I mean, you just get tired of it after a while. And I'm also hopeful that um, not wishing him ill. Well, I forget it. I'm tired of watching him play. Let's get the duck back in there you know, and see how it goes for the Steelers. Uh, and then secondly, you talk about systems. Well, part of the job of a coach is to put the guy in the right system. And I do think that the system thing is, is right on the money. I got a notebook here. Well, unfortunately, there's no video, but I could give you. There was this, I found some stats online, and I used them last week. When Baker was in the play action uh, thing last year, uh, he had thir he uh, completed 65% uh, of his passes, nine TDs, three interceptions. And when he didn't do play action, 
completed 57% of his passes and 13 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. Uh, granted, he can't play action all the time, but I think that was one of the first things they said right away is that, hey, he was a lot better in play action. And, you know, you don't have to exactly have a degree in football analytics when you look at the two things, which way would you rather play? Yeah, and, and that's really where – and and with bigger personnel, too. That's something else where we've seen um, we've seen mm-hmm. Baker excel. You know, the interesting thing about Lamar Jackson and, – and, yeah, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll inter- yeah um, Lamar Jackson. Guess who likes to really run out of play action, too, is Lamar Jackson. You know, so yeah. they use him there. He doesn't just stand back there. He's Dan Marino and heave it downfield. You know, you set these things up. Um and I, but one thing we do want to see, I think Baker does have to be in better shape to move, uh, move around. If they're going to move him around the pocket, uh, you know, whatever, whether he just got heavy or this was the new bigger, stronger Baker he thought of last year, take your pick. Either way, it wasn't the right, uh, right frame for him to play. Okay, we've got a, uh, we've got a hand raised in the, uh, in the room over here. So I'm going to go to, uh, I believe it's Hirsch Cohen. Uh, I'm going to hit this. It's going to ask you to unmute. And once you do that, you are you ready to go? Yes. So Lamar Jackson, obviously incredible year. How did he do when Miles Garrett was there? Don't you think the league will catch on to a quarterback that does his best playing, rolling out? The Browns stopped him. I'm not saying stopped him cold, but without Miles Garrett there on the outside, he had his way. So I just think, I just think everyone's overrating Jackson the league. Just like they caught on to Michael Vick, they'll catch on to Lamar Jackson. Roethlisberger, that's a different story. That guy's the uh, – he's a man-mountain dean. I mean, you know, that, that's – he's in – he could play till he's 45 and, and not get toppled. But Jackson, uh, Baker, Baker Mayfield will have a better year, I'm thinking. Sorry. I love this, by the way. <laughs> well, we appreciate we appreciate. Look, that's what that's what it's for. Raise your hand. Tell us what you think. Um, you know, the one thing that did stand out to me last year is the last time the Ravens lost until the playoffs was when they played the Browns. And who was at one of the ends there for the Browns? Number ninety-five. And I do think having that that type of athlete, and that is a rare athlete, having that type of athlete at defensive end does help you when, when you face a guy like Lamar Jackson and, and that type of mobility and that type of speed. Yeah, he, and to be fair to Lamar, though, he did face Miles Garrett a couple, uh, at least once. Uh, remember that last game right. in uh, 2018. Uh, and uh, I think he did okay. <laughs> they, did, they did win that game. Mary Kay and Scott, you guys yes. are going to play something too. Mary Kay. I was going to say that the, the first game last year when the Browns beat the Ravens, Miles Garrett didn't have a sack, but the Browns did sack uh, Lamar four times that time, that game. I remember going back and looking through the film, trying to figure out, so if Miles Garrett didn't have any of those sacks, what was he doing? Well, he was drawing a lot of double teams, and he was kind of uh, causing problems on the edge and making Lamar Jackson have to go somewhere else. So he did have an impact on that game, even though he didn't come away with a sack. You know, I just have so much faith in the in the Ravens coaching staff, though, to know that uh, they can't rest on their laurels this year. So, and, and I think that uh, Lamar Jackson is exponentially becoming a better passer each and every year. So, you know, he, although he is mostly a running quarterback, I think he's getting much, much better in the passing game. And I think that they will account for that this year. I think those guys know that they – you know, I mean, look what happened in the playoffs, too. They know that they have to keep spinning it forward, and they're, they're going to 
build on what he did last year. They're not going to just say, oh, he was the MVP. Let's do that all over again. I mean, those are some really, really good coaches over there. And um, here's the other thing that when we talk about catching up to a scheme, I, everybody that I've been asked, talking to about Baker Mayfield this year as we move forward, it, um, when you look at so many of the top quarterbacks in the, in the NFL right now in, in terms of quarterback ranking and touchdowns versus interceptions, a lot of them are in this play-action-based scheme, this West Coast scheme, the Gary Kubiak, Kyle Shanahan scheme. That's something that I keep wondering, you know, when are they going to catch up to that, right? I mean, it, there's so many different things that you can do off of the off of the play action there's so many different looks everything is disguised everything is mirrored there's uh you know just so many different options that you can do regardless of what formation that you're in and i think it's hard for defenses to have any idea what you're doing but it just seems to me that there are defensive geniuses out there the bill belichicks of the world uh that are going to try to figure something out and catch up to the kyle shanahan gary kubiak off Right. I mean, and, and that's the life cycle of the NFL. You know, they're going to have the Browns then are going to have to adjust back. And, you, you know, you mentioned that Ravens coaching staff. You kind of hope that, you know, maybe the Browns have found their version of, uh, of John Harbaugh, who is just has shown to be really adaptable. He won with Joe Flacco. Uh, he, he's won with obviously not at the level he did. You know, he won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, but he's gone to the playoffs a couple times now with Lamar Jackson. Um, that that's sort of what you hope you've found in Kevin Stefanski is a guy that can be adaptable, can make adjustments, can, can kind of oversee things and, you know, really be one of the, really be the smartest guy on the field on a Sunday, right? Like sometimes John Harbaugh is and, uh, and be adaptable, you know, analytically, John Harbaugh has really ad- adopted a lot of those things over his career. And, and that's what you hope you have in Kevin Stefanski is a guy that, is really going to continue to grow and, and develop and embrace new concepts as, as we move along. Anybody else have anything to add on Lamar Jackson? Nothing. Doug, you've been quiet over there for a little while. I feel like you're sitting on something. No, I just think <laughs> if you're, I would not bet against Lamar Jackson. This isn't a Lamar Jackson zoom meeting. So I, I just, <laughs> if you're waiting for Lamar Jackson to come back to earth, I think you might be waiting for a while. I think the guy, you look at accuracy stats, his accuracy jumped legitimately. Um, I think he's, you know, in the top half of the league in passers, and then he runs like a running back. And I don't, I don't think that's going anywhere. So um, I think we all felt like, you know, a year or two ago, you could see like Flacco's leaving Baltimore, Ben's getting older, Andy Dalton, how much longer is he going to be around? And it was like, hey, maybe the Browns have an opening here. And all of a sudden, now you have Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow ready to run right alongside Baker Mayfield for the next decade, and there is no opening. But um, doesn't mean I don't think Baker can be great. Doesn't mean the Browns can't beat the Ravens. I just don't know that you should like count on the Browns beating the Ravens because Lamar Jackson regresses. I think he's really good. Okay. Yeah, I think that uh, I think Baker, Lamar, and Joe Burrow going forward for the next decade or whatever it's going to be. I think it's it's going to be really fun and interesting for uh, for. AFC North fans to watch how this all unfolds. And Ben, and Ben playing until his 70s. Don't leave him <laughs> out. He's a mountain of a man. How, how much money do we want to put on Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Joe Burrow all playing with their teams for the next decade? I will bet $1 million. It's interesting to think about, you know? All right, we have, we have two questions. So here's what we're going to do. We've got two questions, uh, one from David Strong, one from Sean's iPad. It's probably Sean, not his iPad. 
Uh, we're we're going to have them ask those. I've got a little video that I'm going to play. I tried to do like a little film breakdown. I don't know how, whatever. You guys will have to watch it. I'm going to share my screen. You guys are going to have to watch that for a few minutes. And then we'll come back and uh, answer a couple hypotheticals about Baker. And then we'll open it up to some more general Browns talk as well. So uh, first of all, I'm going to unmute David. I'm going to ask to unmute you and you can go ahead and go first. There we go. Hello. Did I do that? Yep. You got it. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I love these these podcasts. The uh, the, thing about, the thing about Lamar is I just can never see a running quarterback surviving in the NFL. I don't know what examples we have that a running quarterback actually. I think of RG three. I I mean even Michael Vick probably is the one example, and maybe uh, 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 Cunningham, but that's a rare thing. I don't know. That's just my thought. Game's changing, and guys get hurt in the pocket, too. So I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, Tom Brady, the year he was lost for the years because he got hit in the pocket. So I just think um, the game has changed, and I think we'll see more of it, actually. Okay, and then we will go to uh, – I'm going to unmute. Sean, it's going to ask you to unmute, and then once you do that, you can uh, fire away with your question. I think you've got it. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, it's a great format. I love hearing everybody talk. You know, I, I want to return to Baker. He, he was so good in year one, so bad in year two. But my question really is, why was he so bad in year two? He, his accuracy was awful. His decision-making was awful. So how, what's Baker in year three? How, how do we get him back to being the player everybody wants him to be? Mary Kay, you want to take that one? Mary Kay, raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I really believe – and I've talked to a lot of people about this. The, the scheme wasn't well suited to Baker Mayfield last year. We've already talked about the fact that they didn't use enough play action when he obviously excelled in it. But it was just – Freddie Kitchens was in over his head last year. It was a discombobulated, dysfunctional scheme. We've heard people like Jarvis Landry talk about the fact that after the first 15 scripted plays or so, they really didn't have a plan. They didn't have an identity. I think Baker got – very frustrated. Freddie had too many people in his ear. He was listening to too many people. When it came time to call a play, uh, he would have, you know, he would solicit input from, you know, Drew Stanton and uh, Ryan Lindley and Todd Munkin. And there was just never really any, it, it was kind of haphazard. And I think that Baker Mayfield got frustrated. I think he started flinging it around the yard. I think he got frustrated. I think the receivers got frustrated. There just wasn't, there wasn't structure. There wasn't discipline. He craves that. He's going to get that in this scheme. Uh, again, it might not be perfect right from the start, uh, but but it's it's just it's very very technically sound, and I, I think he will function well in this offense. Uh, just 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 the thought, uh, Dan. Too on that is uh, we're going to find out whether the offensive line was the root of many of the problems or not because they went out and fixed it. You know, we have to assume that they were able to do this thing with levels going from right tackle to left tackle. Uh, they've got Callahan is considered one of the top offensive line coaches. Um, Baker certainly had, you know, they say happy feet or whatever. He lost confidence in that line too. And then lost confidence in the coaching staff. And I'll, I'll be curious to see uh, how it goes. But you're going to run the ball more and you have a better line. And that should make for a better quarterback. I remember when, when Baker had the success at the end of his rookie year, he was, they were still basically running Todd Haley's offense. It was 
Freddie Kitchens calling to play. So it wasn't simply Freddie Kitchens coming in as a head coach and bringing his offense with him. He had to create that. And like Mary Kay said, it was kind of a, a pot full of stuff that just never never became what they wanted it to. You know, during OTAs last year, we heard from them about how, well, we're still trying to figure it out. We're taking things from here and here. And this year, it's it's they seem more focused. We know what Kevin Stefanski is all about. We know what kind of offense he's bringing. He isn't coming here and having to create something. Uh, he's building on what he did in Minnesota. So I think that's, that's going to be a big difference. And I think of all the things that the most concerning stuff about Baker last year is just like what Terry said, escaping clean pockets and, and fading and, and not taking what seemed to be right there in front. Like it felt like he wasn't seeing the game very well sometimes. And I do think he didn't, whatever was happening around him, it felt like he didn't believe in it, whether it was the play call or the guys protecting him, he didn't have confidence in what was supposed to happen. And so he didn't let it happen. And I think a lot of the other structural stuff will, will, will work out once he has that faith back and everybody's detailed why that should happen. Okay. So that was part two of our zoom call with our football insider subscribers that we held on Tuesday night. Part three is coming tomorrow and we're going to take some questions about the Browns and answer the question. What are we saying about Baker Mayfield after the 2020 season? Uh, Again, if you want to get involved with football insider, it's super easy. Go to cleveland.com slash Browns uh, and check that out or text 216-208- Three nine six five. My thanks to Mary Kay, Scott, Doug, and Terry for taking part in that, and of course all of our subscribers who jumped in and were a part of it as well. Make sure you check out part one from Wednesday and part three tomorrow. I'm Dan Lobby. Thank you.